I think that's something we can all relate to is being distracted, right? That, that we've got these cool communication devices, right? And, and, and we, we like these things. These things are great. That They're an incredible tool in our life. But they are also an incredible distraction. That I, I think we can relate to all of it, whether, you, whether you're a parent and you can relate to the fact that, hey, you got something going on with your kids. You're supposed to be there for them. And, you know, you're too busy being distracted. Well, whether you've got a responsibility that you're supposed to be taking care of and, and things get out of hand because you weren't paying attention. Whether it's because, hey, you said, hey, let's get together and let's, let's have some friend time and some family time. Or, and you're just sitting at a table together and, and, and you're supposed to be present with each other. But you keep presenting your phone and going, hey, let me check out what's going on here. I've got a few confessions I'm going to end up making this morning, and so some of them are a little bit lighter than others, and, but, but I'll, I'll give you this first one. This first one is, is, is I was late to the texting world. That, that was not something that I, I, I jumped in on and I got really excited about, and you know, it's kind of interesting because if you know me, I'm kind of like a, a techie wannabe, and so I love, I love whatever the latest and greatest tech stuff is, and, and so, but, but I was, I was, I was just late to the, the, the texting world, and, and I would be somebody that I would be, whether it's in a group meeting or whether it was with, I'm just sitting, having lunch with somebody, and, and they would have their phone sitting up on the table, and it would either bing or beep or, or, or buzz, and you know, and, and, and my phone is just kind of sitting there. Nothing's happening. It's just there. But, but their phone, it, it was like, you know what it's telling me? Wow, you're important. <laughs> and me, I guess I'm just not uh, very important. And, and, and before I could really catch up to the whole texting thing, the texting craze, then the whole social media scene just blew up, right? And, and, and this is something that I'm just not really... I'm not a social media guy. I'm just rarely, rarely, rarely ever on social media. And, and so then it took that where I'd be around people and, and their phone, it's called notifications, right? And, and they would get these notifications and they are just constantly going off. And, you know, and now I get maybe one or two texts and, and, and they've got maybe, I don't know, dozens, sometimes a hundred things going off on their phone. And, and so here's, here's another confession for you. That... that that I discovered something, because I, I really didn't get into the whole social media thing, but, but I, I discovered this notifications, and I discovered that, you know what, there, there are some things that I do have some interest in, and so, so there's some new stuff that I'd like to be able to see, and, and I, like, I like watching certain stocks, and so I like to get alerts on, and so I started setting up notifications to get some of these things that I'm interested in, so that when I'm around other people, it looks like I'm a little more important, <laughs> Because that way my phone's doing something and my watch is doing something. Because otherwise, if I left it up to texting and the social media stuff that I'm never on, it just wouldn't go off very often. And so, so I was doing that. I was just kind of compensating a little bit, just being real, just being honest. And, and, and I was doing that so that I could feel like my life mattered a little bit more than, than what it looked like if I didn't have my phone going off. And so, so I did this. And, and, and what, what, what I find so interesting is, is, is that in, in our whole idea, in our whole approach to, to wanting to be social with others and, and socially connected with other people, is that what ends up happening is that instead of us being present with people, we start being presented with all of the activity on our phone. And instead of being present with the people that we're physically there with, we're too busy paying attention to what keeps being presented on our phones. 
Have you ever thought about how distracted we actually get with our devices? You ever thought about that? You ever, you ever thought about you know, how much time is spent, how much time is consumed by our devices and maybe some of the other things that, that we choose to do when really we've got something else that we should be engaged and involved in. That I'd, I'd really like for you to just kind of take a moment and try to figure out what does an average day look like for you when it comes to the distractions that come in. That, that maybe you're somebody that, that you're like way over here. You're like going, yeah, you know what? If I kind of looked at my day and took inventory, yeah, I, I, there's about 10 minutes of my day that I get distracted. I'm talking about when you have something else you should be doing, whether that's driving, maybe you should be listening to the pastor, maybe some of you have already had your phone going off already since I've come out here, right? You're like, should I look? Should I not? I don't know. You Normally I do, but he's talking about this, so I guess I won't, you know? And, and, and so, you know, we do. We, we, get the, we get the tweets, whatever. And so when we're, when we're looking at this going, hey, what are these things that I should be doing? What, what is it should I, that I should be involved in? Maybe it's that I'm, I'm at work. I'm on the clock. I'm supposed to be being productive. Maybe it's time that you've set aside and you've said, hey, this is my study time. This, uh, this is time for me to work on and study. I've got a test coming up. I've got a project that's due, and it's supposed to be study time for you. Maybe it's friendship time, and you've gone, hey, this is a time that we said we're going to get to together, we're going to go do something, but yet you keep getting distracted because your phone keeps going off and giving you these alerts, and there's other people that want your time and your attention, and some of these people you know, some of the people you don't know, some of the people you're just kind of stalking, you know, but you just have these things going on with what's happening. Maybe it's your family time, and you're going, hey, this is supposed to be family time, and I should be doing this. Maybe it's some household chores or responsibilities, but we just get distracted, and so what's your time, and maybe, maybe for you, maybe you're going, you know what? 10 minutes, that, that, that's, that's an average day for me. And then there's some of you, that you're like way over here. And, and, and maybe for you, it's like, if I'm being honest, it's like 10 hours is, is how much I'm being distracted throughout my day of, of what I'm doing. And I'm paying attention to something that is different than what I should be doing in the moment. And so I'd, I'd really like for you to, to just take a moment and consider how much time in an average day Am I being distracted? You know, because it's so innocent, right? It starts out so innocent that especially if it's a tweet or if it's a post and you just kind of look at it and you're like going, oh, what? oh, well, they comment. Let me see what they said. Oh, somebody commented on their com-. And then you start, well, I need to come up with something clever. I need to comment something too. So what? And, and it just, before you know it, the amount of time that you've spent is so much more than just a quick second to take a look. So how much time? And when you come up with that time, we're going to do some real simple math together, okay? Take that and multiply that by three, or add it three times, whichever works easiest for you. My number is two, two hours. And so that would be six for me. And then add a zero, so I'm at 60. When you take that number, you multiply it by three, you add a zero, that is your average month. That, that is the time in an average month that, that you are being distracted. That, that what are these things that, that you go, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in this moment that, that's keeping me from. And, and some of you guys are going, two hours. Well, how, you, you don't do social media. So how is that two hours? Well, I have some guilty pleasures. Okay, another confession. 
And so I have some guilty pleasures. So yes, I like to read some different news sites and I like to keep up on that. Yes, I follow some stocks and so I like to watch that and see what's happening that way. And, and then I, I, I enjoy a good game of spades. And so I, I, I get online, I play online against people, you know, so, so I, I do that too. And so, so yeah, and, I, and I'll do that, you know, Cheryl and I are supposed to be watching a show together and I've got my little iPad out. And, and so I, I am, I, and I just get, I get to the point where I get distracted. There was a time that when my kids were playing tennis, my kids played tennis their junior high all the way through high school. And that I was going to be one of those dads. I was committed to being one of those dads that was going to be present. I would leave the office whenever possible, and I would go, and I'd be there, and I wanted to be present when they were playing whenever possible. Whether it was a weekend tournament, whether it was a school-based tournament, I would want to be there whenever possible. And so I would do this, and I'd pat myself on the back because I'm a pretty good dad because look what I'm doing, and I'm leaving the office, and I'm going, and I'm showing up. But I would show up with my phone and my iPad. And I'd sit in my little chair, and, and, and they'd be on the court. And, and I remember a few years ago, one particular incident where one of my kids are on the court and they're playing. And I've got my iPad out. And I'm kind of watching. I'm, 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 you know what I'm doing? We're, we're really good at this, aren't we? At least we tell ourselves we are. I'm multitasking. I'm multitasking. Yeah, I, I can watch you. And, and I, can, I don't even remember what I was doing. I don't know if I was answering an email. I don't know if I was playing a game. I don't know if I was reading something. I, I just know that I had my iPad out and I was paying attention to it. And, 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 and I'd look up on it, you know, be, and then there was a play. I don't know what the play was. But, but, but if you have kids and you have kids that, that play sports or you have kids that are performing at something and, and, and you know when they do something, you know, what do they do after they do something? They're kind of like, yeah. They look to see, did you see that? Right? That's what they do. And so I had just looked up and I caught that look. And for me, it was more like, uh-oh, did you see that? <laughs> I hope you didn't see that I didn't see what you wanted me to see. And, and it, was a, it was a changing moment for me. That, 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 that moment for me, it, it changed what I did when I showed up at the court. That, that I, would, I would no longer pull my iPad out when my, when my kids were playing. They would still go to the court because there would be downtime when they weren't playing. But, but it changed. And the only time I'd have my phone out is when Cheryl could not be there and I'd be texting her the score because I wanted to make sure that I'm actually there for you. I, I caught that I had been distracted from the very thing that I looked like I was supposed to be there for. I, I've got a goal with, with this series. I'm, I'm going to share that in a bit. I'm not going to share it just yet. But I do. I have a goal in mind when it comes to this whole idea of talking about fatally distracted, that, that, that there's going to be something that, that's going to be transformational in our lives because of this series and what we're going to look at. And, and I think that it's going to be worth our time as we look at this. But let's get into some scripture. In the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 90, verse 12, the psalmist writes, teach us to realize the brevity of life, the briefness, the shortness. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. So the psalmist isn't just saying, hey, God, God, God teach us to realize how short, how brief life is, period. There, there, there was the why behind the what. That's the what. Teach us to realize. And here's the why. 
so that we may grow in wisdom. So, so that we would make wiser choices. So we would realize that this life that is so short, that they're here, they're, there's eternity that goes on and on and on and on and on. But our life while we're living inside this body, it is a short period of time. Teach us, show us, make us realize how short, how brief life is so that we may grow in wisdom. So we need to understand this. And so when we look at this, what what is the goal? The goal is this, is that, that we would identify distractions. This isn't going to be up, so you're going to have to go, hey, I need to pay attention. That we would identify distractions that destroy what we value. That, that, that's going to be the whole goal. I'm just laying it out there for this series, is that we would be able to identify distractions that destroy what we value. And that's why we're going to do this series. That, that fatally distracted it is going to remind us that life is short. It's short. And so let's be wise with what we do with the time that we have with this life. Another passage in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 8. Ecclesiastes, it's a book that was written by Solomon. He was king, but Solomon was somebody that God had said, hey, Solomon, I want you to ask me for anything and just take a moment, figure out what you want, and I'm going to give it to you in a very generous proportion. And so I want you to just think about that. And so what did Solomon ask for? He asked for wisdom. God, would you give me wisdom? And so extremely wise man. And let's look at what Solomon Shared here in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 8. None of us can hold back our spirit from departing. That's a, that's a churchy way of saying none of us can prevent our death. That, that, that we have a spirit. Our spirit lives inside of this physical body that we have. And while our spirit's alive inside this body, that that spirit is animating this body. And our spirit's going to continue to live, but then our body, when our spirit vacates it, our body will become lifeless. And what does, he, what does he say? He says, none of us can hold back our spirit from departing. He says, none of us have the power to prevent the day of our death. And there might be some of you in here, you're like going, I don't know, Well, I've had a few close calls and I've avoided that. No, what you've done is you've avoided close calls. But you have not avoided your death. Because none of us have the power to do this. We can't. And so what does he go on to say? He says, there is no escaping that obligation. What obligation? That that we're only going to live a short period of time in this body. There is no escaping that obligation of death, that dark battle. For most of us, we understand that that would be a dark battle, especially if you've got your mental health intact and you've got your physical health intact. You're like going, hey, I, I don't want to experience that. I, I don't want to experience that day of death. I, I want to do whatever I can to hold my spirit back. And then he writes, and in the face of death, wickedness will certainly not rescue the wicked. It's kind of one of these things, well, you know, hey, I'm going to do all the things I'm going to do and it's just going to be just all for me and, you know, hey, I'm going to be okay. No. No, there's not going to be a rescue for even 
the wicked. And so here's a thought. When you don't examine where you are headed, when you don't examine where you are headed, you will end up where you never intended to be. So that what do we have to do? We have to examine that, that we'll end up in a place that we never intended to be. And so we do, we need to examine our lives. We need to ta- stop and take some inventory and figure out what are we doing, where are we headed, what are we doing with our time, with our effort, with our energy, with our resources, what are we doing? And so what we're going to use this morning is I, I've got a ladder here and, and we're going to look at some steps of change. And as we look at these steps of change, these, these aren't my ideas, this is somebody else's, and, and I've done some research, and I've found that, that several people have put this out there, and so I, I can't give credit where credit is due, because I don't know who came up with this, but somebody a whole lot smarter and wiser than me came up with it. But I think that it is absolutely worth looking at and going, hey, what can we learn from this? So these steps of change, and so <clears throat> the first one is aware. This step right here is that we would be aware. And so what is awareness? Awareness is when we're like going, hey, we're just going to go on on through life and we're just kind of happy go like we're doing whatever we're doing. But until we become aware that life could be different, until we become aware, hey, maybe there's something else that would make my life better. Until we become aware, we don't know that there could be anything different, that there would even be any reason to change. And so, so we, we start by having awareness. And awareness comes in, in, in different forms. I, you know, my awareness at the tennis court that day was, I got that look, did you see that? No, I didn't see that. I just became aware that I'm really not here for the reason that I was supposed to be here for. Awareness. And so may, maybe it's, it's a health issue. And you get that health scare and you go, oh, okay, now, now I'm aware. Maybe it's a relational scare. Maybe it's a job scare. But, but we become aware. Maybe it's not a scare. Maybe it's just, hey, we start seeing, observing, we start meeting, we meet somebody, we're talking, we find out, some, wow, that, we could do that with our life. We become aware. It, it's the very first step. This is where we begin to gain an understanding that, that things could be different. We don't know how. We, we don't know how they could be different. We don't know what has to take place for them to be. We just become become aware. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's finances, right? And, and uh, that we've been happy-go-lucky with the way our finances have been, even though we've now become aware and go, wow, I'm not really happy with what they look like. And so then we get to our next step. And the next step is ponder. And, and, and this step right here, this could also be called in our day and age, this, this could be called the, the Google step. Because what do we do? We, we, we begin to start, once we become aware, we start Googling, what, 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 what are some of the ways and, and how is that going to be accomplished and what, what could I be doing? And, and so we start pondering. And as we're pondering, we still haven't made up our mind. Are we going to make a change? Do we even want to change? But we're just pondering, what are the possibilities and, and how would I even go about making some of these changes? Maybe it's, you know what, we're going and we're just following our little path in college. And as we're following our path in college and we become aware that we go, I really don't think I like this major. I don't think it's going to be what I want to do with my life. 
So we start to ponder. What could I do? And what could I do with education to be able to do what I want to do with my life? So we, we start to ponder. And we just start doing all, all the research. We haven't made up our minds here. It's still just a ponder. It's not until the next step that we actually make up our minds. And at this next step, it's value. Now at this next step, this is where we now determine what it is that we value. What it is that, that we want. We, we, we have discovered. We have had an epiphany. It has been an aha. And it's like, a, I, I know what I want. Maybe, maybe for you, it's like, you know what? Hey, I've, I've become aware that I'm not very close to God. I, I've become aware of that. And then we start to ponder, well, how is it? How, how could I get close? How could I begin to understand God more? How could I be closer to God? How could I make sure I know more of what he is and who he wants and what his plans are for me? And we start to ponder what that could be. And then we, as we ponder through that, we realize, you know what? I, I, I value what God wants for me. And, and, and we begin to establish the value of it. We go, I, I want for my life what God wants for my life. That, that's my value. And so we begin to understand, hey, okay, this is now what I want. That, that I want to be close to God and I want to make God a priority in my life. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but, but I know that I want God in my life and I want him to be at the center of my life. It could be the financial freedom thing, right? That, that we've just been going and blowing and doing whatever we're doing financially. And, and all of a sudden, we become aware that that's not a sustainable path. We can't keep going. And so what do we do? We start to ponder. Well, what, what has to change? What has to be different? What do I have to give up? What do I have to gain? And we start to ponder. What, what, what more income needs to come in? What expenses need to go? And, and we ponder that. Because then we go, you know what I value? I value financial freedom. That's what I value. That that it might be friendships. It might be that that we become aware and go, you know what? I I don't have any significant friends. I've got acquaintances. I've got people I talk. I don't have any significant friendships in my life. We begin to ponder, how how, how could I do that? How, How could I go about doing something about that? We begin to think about and, and try to discover what are the possibilities, what would it even look like. And when we go, you know what, I, I, I value, I, I want that, I need that, I, I crave that. Maybe it comes, to, maybe it's family. And we, when we look at our family and we go, you know, I, I want to be one of those families that, that we're, we're a close family. And, and, and you start seeing it in some other families and you look at yours and you become aware, our family's not that close. So you got this awareness. You start to ponder, what is it that, that we could be doing? What, what is it that, that could be done? And, and we start to look, and we ponder, and we Google, and we talk, and we ask, and we start figuring out what could we do. Because what we decide, we determine, you know what, that's what I value. I, I want to be close as a family. I, I know that. I've determined that. I, that's what I value. So what's the next step? The next step is Prioritize. Is that we prioritize. And, and, and when it comes to this step, this is where we stop and, and we look and we take inventory and we go, hey, what is it that I need to do with my time, my effort, my energy? How is it that I need to focus all of this so that what it is that I value can start to become a reality? Because you see, the, 
that the truth of the matter is, for probably every single one of us in this room, there are things that we value that we have not prioritized. That, that, that we, we value them, but we go, but I haven't made any real priorities to make sure that that's going to happen. I know there was a time that, that Cheryl and I took some inventory and went, hey, you know, we value family, but we're not doing enough as a family to grow close as a family. And so we decided that we were going to have certain nights it would be family meal night. And, and that we're going to sit at the table. There's not going to be a television on. There's not going to be any devices brought to the table. And, and, and while, we're, while our kids are growing up, we, we did this. And, and that was something we did. Why? Because we said we, we value being close as a family. But we hadn't prioritized. So now we, we started to prioritize what this is going to be. We, we went from there and we said, hey, you know what? We want this to be even more. We want it to be even better. And so you know what we decided? We decided that, that we wanted to have family fun night. That we wanted there to be every month that we would have at least one night. We tried for two. That would be family fun night. Now, our kids had a different name for it. <laughs> we called it family fun night. They called it forced family fun. That's <laughs> what they called it. But you see, why, why, see we, we valued being close as a family. And so we started to prioritize what are we doing with our time, with our effort, with our energy? That, that, that we budget for vacations as a family because it's one of the ways that we can stay close together as a family. And so what, it's, a, it's a priority to take time off and to use financial resources so that we can go do something together as a family. It's, it's where we take what we value and we start determining how is it we're going to use our time, our effort, our energy, our resources so that what we value is something that we are doing and something that we are becoming. And then this last one. It's own. It's own. That, that, that we would own it. And, and at this step, this is when our life has become consistent, it's congruent with what we've said that we value. We, we, we have now lived in the priority long enough that it has become second nature to us. And we just, this is just how we're living now because we own this and this is what we value and it's what we're going to do. And some of you guys, you're like, you're going, okay, uh, will it look like you uh, skipped a step and it uh, looks like there's still a, a plank there? Well, you are right, and you are very observant. You get a gold star in church today for paying attention. Just the fact that you're here, you value getting close to God. You're at church, gold star. Maybe you're tuning in online. You still get a gold star. Yours is just digital. So here's our, here's our plank, and it's not a step, but it's something that exists, and it's something I wanted you to see. It's a gap. That, that is, it's not a, a, an equal distance between, that there is a gap between what we value and what we prioritize for. It, it takes more effort, more inertia to go from, uh, this is what I value, to now this is what I'm going to 
have a priority for. That, that Mark was out here just a few minutes ago and, and sharing an offering talk with you guys. And as he was sharing that offering talk, he, he talked about this thing called tithe. Now that's a specific measurement. It literally means tenth, this word tithe. There, there's giving, and that's anything. That, that's any number, any form, any measurement. But a tithe is a specific measurement. It is 10%. And, and so when we look at Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, we see, hey, this thing called tithe. And so there are many of you in here that you go, you know what, I, I value, I value that. And I, and I value that, that there is a tithe and that's what God wants. But you just haven't prioritized for it. You haven't. You know, for, for you it's like, hey, I value that. But you know, I also, I also value living in, in a home and so I, I've got this house, I, I need to pay for, pay for this house and I might have overextended myself when I got this, but, but I, I'm, I've got it now and so now I, I need to pay for that. And, and this old clunker's already got 18,000 miles on it, you know, and, and so I, I need to do something about this thing and, and, and replace it. And so, you know, I, I can't give that yet. I, I still value it, but, but I have not prioritized for it. And you can look at this with any aspect of life. You can say, you know what I value? I value being relationally connected. But are you prioritizing for it? Are, are, are you making sure that, that you're setting aside time? That you're setting aside resources to be able to be relationally connected, whether it's talking about your family, whether it's talking about a friendship, whether it's talking about a marriage, whatever it is we're talking about, that, that we would value this. When it comes to our relationship with God, that we say, you know what, I, I, I value being close to God. I, I, I value Scripture. I value prayer. But are you prioritizing for it? Because it's, it's great and you got your gold star for being here today. But, but, but once a week, uh, 65 minutes with God having a focus, it's not enough. And, and, and most of you would go, I, I, I know that. And some of you have prioritized and you have more God time than just your time here. You have God time that goes beyond, I'm just telling you throughout the week what I need you to do for me. But not just for me, you can do this for them too. Which that's good, you need to be praying. But we need to be listening to God and growing in God. So how do you prioritize that? Of getting sure that you're having devotional, having time where, where scripture is something that you're taking in. How do you prioritize to make sure that, that maybe it's through song that you're getting some things about God that, that you would do this, that you would make these. And then finally you would make it to the point where your life, that you own that because it is now just second nature to you. See, when it comes to the gap between value and prioritize, See, when we, when we value it, 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 we get to this place where we go, yeah, I, I know, I know that if I eat better, that I would feel better and have more energy. But I'm not prioritizing to make that happen. That, that we look at it and we go, yeah, I, I, I know, I know that if I lived on less, I could experience financial freedom. I know it. But there's still some things that I want, some things that I've already acquired that are kind of holding me back, and I'm not willing to let them go. And there's a gap between what we value 
in what we prioritize. And that we've got to push past the gap. We've got to give that extra effort and energy to where we begin to prioritize. That when you don't examine where you're headed, you'll end up in a place that you never intended to be. So we do, we, we have to examine. In 1 Peter chapter 4, Peter was one of Jesus' 12 disciples. Jesus is now, he's already, he's risen from the dead. He's interacted with disciples before he's gone back to heaven. And now Peter is writing this after that. And he says, starting in verse 7, the end of the world is coming soon. He says that, and, and, and you might be going, okay, wait a second. Well, when did he write that? He wrote that about 2,000 years ago. Almost 2,000 years ago is when this was written. And you're going, okay, so then, then maybe, maybe, maybe it's really not that close. When you look at it in the scope of eternity, it is very close. It is very close. And so he says, the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Because life is short, because it's going to come to be disciplined in your prayer. Verse 8, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Let me just brag on you for, for a quick minute. I got a text this week from somebody. And the text that I got from them was, I love my church. That, that was the text they sent me. And, and it was in the context of that they had been going through some difficult stuff that week. And that the people that are Crosspoint were reaching out and loving on this family. It was doing what, what Peter says, continue to show deep love for each other. That we would do this. Here's what I believe. I, I believe that, that most of us, possibly all of us, our lives don't look like all that we want for them to be. That our lives don't look like all that we want our lives to be. Some of us might be pretty close to what we want our lives to be. Some of us might be a little bit further away. But we're going, hey, my, my life is not all of what I want my life to be. And I want you to be aware of that. And I want you to ponder, what is it that my life could be? How is it that my life could be different? What are the things that I could be doing? What should be more important in my life that, that I want you to begin to discover what it is that you value most? And that you would take what you value and then you would start to prioritize. And you would prioritize it and you would start putting effort, energy, and resources into becoming what it is that you say you value most. And allow that to become just who you are. That your life would be consistent, congruent with that. There 
is an all-out assault for your attention. That, that, that everybody wants your attention. Everywhere you're turning, people want, they're vying for your time, your energy, even your money. It's not just your kids. Other people are after it too. Okay? And, and here's what I know. I, I know this. I, I know that Facebook wants it. I know that Netflix wants it. Twitter wants it. Instagram wants it. Sports Center wants it. They, they all are on this assault. They are trying to take over, and they want your time. They want your energy. They want your focus. I got an email last week, and this was the subject of the email. Say goodbye to all your free time with Hulu. Hey, we figured it out. We, we know what to do. You just think about it all. So we got to cover. Just use us. See, everybody's out there. They're competing for that. You know how they win? They win not because we spend a little bit of time on Hulu or a little bit of time on social media, a little bit of time watching sports. They don't win. That's not winning. That's okay. That's acceptable. But they win when they distract us from what it is that, that we should be doing, what it is that we say, this is what I value, this is what matters most. And, and when we start to say, hey, I'm going to do that, and we get distracted from it, that's when and how they win. When we get to the end of our life, I wonder what we'll be thinking. I, I, I wonder if we'll be thinking... <laughs> Man, I would just wish I'd have played a little more Fortnite. <laughs> when we get to the end of our lives, I wonder what we'll be thinking. Man, I, I wish I would have just spent more time on social media. When we get to the end of our lives, I, I wonder if we'll be thinking, you know what? I, I wish I would have spent more time on highlight reels to learn more stats of those players I love to watch. When we get to the end of our lives, I wonder what we will be Thinking, I wish, I wish I'd have accumulated more stuff. I wonder what we'll be thinking. Because see, those aren't really the thoughts that I think that we will be thinking. I think we'll have a thought more like this if we get afforded the opportunity to take a little inventory near the end of our life. And I think we'll be thinking, I wish that I hadn't been so distracted from the greater things in life. If we get the opportunity, I think that is what we will be thinking. So why wait to get to the end of your life to have that thought? Why not have that thought now and realize there's still time to change? Why not get some awareness today and start pondering what we could be doing? Psalm 39, 4 and 5. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me, but my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. Everybody do this. Hold your hand up. Look at it. You've made my life no longer than the width of my... Now look at your neighbor's hand. Some of you guys are a little jealous because their hand's wider than yours. <laughs> it's not literal, but it gives us an understanding. Listen, in the scope, but this is all that... But there's so much more. It's just going to keep going and going and going when it comes to eternity. But our life here on earth, it is short. 
no wider than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Our lifetime here on earth. Eternity goes on and on and on and on and on. So what are we going to do with the time that we have here? There's a question. If people were to evaluate what matters the most to you by how they observed you spending your time, what would they come up with? And would you be okay with their answer? Let's become aware. Let's become aware. I've, I've got a friend that went through cancer, and he survived. But while he was going through cancer, he said to me one day, he said, Will, I wish everybody had cancer for a day. Not, not, not beyond that, but just for one day. Because for him, it put everything into perspective for his priorities when it comes to his faith, his family, and his friendships. And he saw that's what matters most in life. It, it, it's not the stuff and it's not the entertainment. And so let's become aware so that we're willing to ponder, so that we can discover what we value. And then let's prioritize and start to own what we should do with our life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are certainly distracted in this life. God, and as, a, as a psalmist said, God, help us to, to realize the brevity of life. Just how brief, how short our time here on earth is. So that we may grow in wisdom. God, I pray that, that we would be wiser as we leave here today. God, that, that we would be wiser and that, that we would begin to make some choices. We would ponder through and we would figure out, God, what is it that we value most and that we wouldn't stop with just valuing it. But God, that, that we would make a determination that with this life, we're, we're, we're going to live it well. And if we're going to live it well, then we're going to prioritize. Prioritize our time, our effort, our resources. We're going to prioritize these so that, so that our life is, is living out what we value. God, I pray that, that we would be people that we would begin to understand what you value and that that would be what we would value. And that we would prioritize for what you desire for us to value faith, family, friendships, loving you, loving people, that that would be us. God, help us to take this life and live it well. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen.